Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Alba, and I'm an extreme extrovert. So, it's been a little while, um, but I've learned a few things in these past few days. Um, anybody who is in Minneapolis or knows about Minneapolis um, knows that at this time of year, it's about 9 degrees. It's chilly. It's snowy. It's cold. But there's something kind of relaxing about being cold. It kind of feels clean. Maybe it's just me, but when I go outside, it feels like crisp and clear and kind of calming. I always kind of felt like the winter mellows out the crime and mellows out the people that are outside, making you feel a lot more safer. But Minneapolis is a city. Cities are not always safe, but it seems like it. Just because not so many people are outside hanging out in the snow. <laughs> but anyway, I, I was talking to a friend and they gave me kind of a new perspective on addiction. I remember the last podcast I had created. I expressed the idea of how we can prevent addiction. And I believe that we can prevent addiction through healthy habits and also kind of restricting the norm of constantly having a substance. Because once something becomes normal and something becomes comfortable, and that is when it becomes a habit and it can form into unhealthy addiction. And if you have not heard that one already, you should, I recommend, go back there, <laughs> listen to it, and, and come back here. Because I really have been trying to play on the fact that, like, even though there's no cure for addiction, I definitely think that there are some factors in regards to prevention and preventing addiction before it even starts. But anyway, so I was talking to a friend yesterday, <coughs> and we'll just call them J.A. for confidentiality. So J.A., I called them the other day because... It was, it was a tough day, honestly. And they told me something that I never had thought of before. Something very simple, and it was kind of silly at first. I laughed, and then we were like, oh wait, this is kind of true. So I talked to them about, you know, my thoughts of addiction and my own addictions and all these things. And they said to me, well, Think about the word addiction. It's ad and then diction. And I don't know about a lot of people, um, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I felt like, I felt like it made sense the way that she, she addressed this. She said, take those two words, ad and diction. As adults, sometimes we feel 
that we have to keep our emotions and our words to ourselves. And it's not because, you know, we disvalue our opinions. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we disvalue our opinions because of self-esteem, but it's a societal norm. It's a societal norm to be male and not express sadness. It's a societal norm when someone dies that you get over it in a week and then move on. You know, that it's a construct in society that's not really actually normal, but we create the idea of these things to be normal. And when I'm feeling really stuck in my addictions and my brain, it's because I am feeling like I have to hold on to these thoughts and hold on to these feelings and not express them. And then when you don't express them, then they build and they become heavy. And so when we look at the word addiction, addiction. Add means to contribute, make something of it. If you have one and you add another one, now you have two. Now you have more of what you have. Diction. Diction is speaking. Verbalizing things. I'm not like a person that's very knowledgeable of English, but for me, this is an easy thing to remember. Add diction. Say something. When you're feeling hurt, say something. When you're feeling triggered, say something. Because that is what is going to help you. I didn't think about this before, but I was like, oh, <laughs> it's so simple. If I can just remember this throughout my life. Because I was feeling a lot of anxiety. I was feeling a lot of stress. I was feeling a lot of internal feelings. And what did I do? I didn't want to talk to anybody, so I drank. I did. And it's so interesting that it has become a comfort that I would rather sit by myself and drink than to confront certain people or confront certain situations in my life. I'm scared, but that's the thing, is I really shouldn't be scared. Even when life is scary, the only thing that's really inhibiting us and making us not go forward is that we're letting fear take control of us. I let control, I let it control me. And I let it form a perspective of my life that is warped. Because when we fear, when we honestly fear something, we hype it up to be something much stronger than we are. When you fear someone who's coming towards you, it's because you're like, oh, this is unpredictable. He's stronger than me. He's faster than me. Whatever, for whatever reason. But before you even start the fight, you've created these setbacks for yourself because of fear. And I realized this. I was like, damn, I was scared. I'm honestly kind of scared of sobriety because all of my life, alcohol has been a cope a coping mechanism for me. And it's a place where 
I have no responsibility. Do you have responsibility? Absolutely. But at the time, in the moment, it's a very freeing experience. As an alcoholic, it's kind of like... When you're... This is the best way I can explain it. As an addict, as an alcoholic, your life... You, like, eat all the cake at a party and everyone else is trying to get a piece of cake. That's how it feels. Like, and let me explain like why it's like this. Because as an addict, you need what you want. You feel like you need what you want, which is the substance. So in this case, in this situation, we're just using cake, right? So you're at the party, you're hoarding all the cake, you're eating it, you're getting euphoric feelings from indulging in all of this stuff while everyone else is sitting there like hungry like they don't get any cake they don't get any euphoria in fact they have to deal with your crazy ass because you're selfish in that way and it's it's kind of a weird dynamic because i know this about myself and i know this about being an addict you know like you hurt yourself and you hurt others if anything you hurt everyone that you trust everyone that you love and you don't physically feel guilt you don't because all you care about is getting relief from whatever distress you're experiencing it's selfish but it's human and it's honest and I think that once a person gets in a pattern of abuse it's hard to reprogram the brain and be like okay I actually care about myself I love myself this is how I care for myself because in regards to survival Maybe you've had traumatic experiences. You know, veterans. They go through crazy shit that I would never want to go through in my whole entire life. <clears throat> there are acquaintances that I've talked to that have experienced rape and abuse. My own self, I was physically abused. And it's hard because when you use something to survive, I, like, and mask a lot of the pain when small things happen you retreat to these same coping mechanisms but they're not healthy it's not good because the severity of the issue is maybe not as great you know and i don't want to say that one issue one person's issue is greater than the other but I'm saying, like, if you were abused for five years and you created an alcohol problem, that was your way of surviving, mentally and maybe even physically. But then, if you're at your job and someone gives you maybe a bad rating, you might feel discouraged or upset or even scared that, you know, you won't get a promotion or something else. And you have that same like feeling of like something is a threat to me 
but running to the bar and having like three drinks because you had one, you know, um, complaint at work is not, doesn't seem like the same severity.